All right, everybody. It is December 8th, and you are listening to the Totally Corrupt Podcast. And it's episode number 90. Got Diggs waiting on the other line here, so let's uh, bring him in and get the show on the road. If you'd like to participate in the show, you can... Give us a jingle at 206-399-5063. You can text the show, too. Tell us what you think. Here's the captain. Let's bring him in. Captain, my captain. Yo. How we doing, buddy? Uh, we're doing good. I, I'm, I've been getting caught up. I've been getting caught up in what we were going to talk about and kind of refresh you a little bit about things you might not have heard in uh, today's uh, news cycle. You know, I've been really busy trying to get us um, ready for show number 100 here. But, uh, yeah, I haven't been able to watch a whole lot of news. So fill me and the rest of us in. What do you got? What's going on? Well, I'm a big... Uh, Dave Chappelle fan. I think you are too. I think a lot of people are because he, you know, remember the Dave Chappelle show? Remember uh, when he, when he was white face and he drafted and they were talking about how uh, the black people drafted. I just saw this skit on Facebook recently. Yeah. The Uh, white people take Tiger Woods. No, no, it was the uh, black people take Tiger Woods. Oh, the black people took Tiger Woods and the Asians were pissed. That's right. Yeah, and the uh, I think the Amer the white guys uh, or the um, uh, black people took Tiger Woods over uh, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they gave him back. Uh, they gave him back to the black people. That's they funny. gave him back. They gave him back. But uh, yeah, he said, uh, "What did he say? Uh, Hello, fried chicken." Is what Tiger Woods said as, oh, as yeah. Dave Chappelle. Goodbye, fried Good. rice. Hello, fried Hello, chicken. Fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best lines ever. Oh, and God. then, oh, yeah. The white people always had to take the worst athletes, too. You ever notice that? Well, Larry Bird is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, but he's retired. The only good thing we got right now is Tom Brady. Also, the greatest of all time in his sport. I mean, Bird and Jordan are probably like the top two of all time. You know, if you're a football fan, it's not LeBron. It's not LeBron, which, by the way, did you see our boy call him out on? I don't know what show he was on. Who wasn't on our podcast? Kyle, you're always invited here, but um, he called somebody out on a radio show named LeBron James. And he said, you thought my tears were fake? Fuck you, LeBron. Oh, are you talking about the certain person we cannot talk about because he is found uh, uh, innocent? Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, you know no, the no, guy, no, no, the guy no, that got no, us banned. The guy that got us banned from Instagram. But that's hey, a, hey. But, but in but 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 for hey, listen, I'm so glad we did because all we said that was he was innocent, and you know what? That just proves how filthy these. Animals are, you know. I just did a Home Alone line. You like that? Oh yeah, you, Joe, but the, Joe uh, Pesci, our, 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 filthy the animals. Yeah. The weird thing is, we had Kyle Rittenhouse, and then the next week we had Aubrey Cave. 
And I felt those guys were, they did something wrong. I mean, they ended a guy's life that may or may not have been stealing something, but that doesn't deem you to kill them. No. You know, the thing that happened differently with Kyle Rittenhouse is that a guy looked at him and said, if I see you later by yourself, I'm going to fucking kill you. I, I would take that as like a, a, a immediate, uh, if I don't have a bullet in the chamber, put one in. This guy just threatened my life. Yeah. Um, you know what? Every single one of these people that go to jail, you know, like, and they feel like, man, I've been falsely like Rittenhouse. He, he was in jail or Kenosha prison or whatever, wherever we thought he was for two months. You know what gets you by in jail or prison? Have you ever been to jail? Can I ask you no. that? No, really? Nope. Well, shit, sir. Let me I fill, visited, let me fill I did, you I, in. I, I visited people in jail. Okay, but you've never been in jail, so you have no idea what it's like to be in jail. I haven't been checked in. My first taste of this was at, uh, like, 12 years old, okay? I went to Raymond Hall for a week. Uh, not going to tell you what charges. Allegedly, I went there. And then... Uh, you were 12. You were 12. It doesn't matter. Uh, were you in... Have you ever been in jail? Did you ever no, go to jail at 12 years old? <laughs> no, but I, visit, I visited my brother in jail. It's not the same, dude. I'm telling you. No, I know. I know, I know. You don't know what it's like to be in jail, is what I'm but, baseline. But no, what I, baseline, I heard from friends of you, like, you don't want to go there. So right. I like I'm I just, decided not to do anything to I'm go there. I'm just trying to tell you a little advice about jail. Don't go. Don't go for, number one, don't go. But if you have okay. to go, before you go, you can- Don't drop the soap. No, that, that's not, uh, that's- one of the top rules to probably number rule number one, but if you just want, leave it, what I've found out the best way to get through uh, jail is to learn how to play pinochle. You know the card game. I played it. Learn how to play pinochle. You'll be everybody's best friend. The bad thing is if you're good at it and you're white, you're going to get your ass kicked for everything you won. Dude, I played pinochle for about. 48 hours straight like with all the all my uh ex-inmate friends in the Issaquah jail because I didn't want to go to sleep because there was like these guys that were still on meth and they're coming down and they're going crazy and other guys that are just sobering up and realizing they're in jail you know hey buddy just come on over here I'll teach you. you don't know how to play I'll teach you like these guys are coming off of heroin meth uh, DUIs. You know, for the most thing, what I've seen in like jail, not prison jail, like county jail, like if you get checked in there, it's like everybody else is like, yeah, I fucked up too, I, you know, or whatever, you know. Everybody's kind of cool, but when you go to prison, that's when things change. That's what it's yeah, like. You're, 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 you're life the new is, bitch. You're, you're the new bitch. Exactly. There's an order to this. And guess what? It's, uh, you're the bitch. There's white Aryan, you know, uh, people like that. There's the Mexican gangs. There's the black guys, you know. Uh, I don't know where the Asian guys fit in. Maybe, well, well, is think, there Asian gangs it. in prison? I don't think so. Maybe think about it. Is. Think about it. You're already in trouble. Asian and you stay committed to it. 
Think about this. You're already in trouble. You committed to a side that got you in prison. So as soon as you're in prison, as soon as you're checked into the big house, that's when everybody looks you up and down and be like, what side are you on? Because the same things that happen on the street happen in prison. You don't seriously think about this. You incarcerate pretty much everybody at the same pace. Rival gangs, things like that, cartels. They're going to see each other in prison. They're going to be like, I'm here because of you. You're dead. Like, you know what I mean? You, 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 when you, when you get into a prison environment, you either choose a side or there's no side that backs you. So when you go to prison, it almost forces you to get even more in depth in the criminal environment. So your bro- your brother's in prison. Where, where is he? Is he on? Um, He's getting what? fucked up the ass. That, that's what you would hope, right? No, that's what I'm assuming because no, he he killed somebody, point, right? Allegedly, he killed, his, he killed his wife, and then drove to my parents' house before 16 cop cars pulled up to the front door got him to go on the ground and I was at work and then I came home and I was like, Hey, how'd your day go? And they're like, uh, you're going to have to sit down. Okay. They're ghost face paralyzed. You were working, you were working at pro golf. Yeah. But also I cut off communications with him like four years prior. Right. You, you've told the story I about mean, him and the heroin. He was babysitting you in the heroin story. Well, no, that's not even the thing is that he changed his life around at one time and he was running a successful uh, lawn care business. And I actually worked for him for one summer. I was like, oh, cool, you know. And then I realized this and that. And and when I got my established job, like back at Pro Golf or uh, at the golf shop, I was like, uh, I don't want him to know where I work. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want him to know where I work. And my dad showed up one day and and he showed up with my brother. And I was like, oh, and I was cordial and I waved. And I go, it's good seeing you. As soon as I came home, I go, what the fuck? I don't want, I don't want anything. I don't want anything involved with him. And this is before he shot his wife. And my dad goes, why? And I go, you know what? You still believe in him. But I know eventually one day he's going to break your heart. And I don't want him to break mine. I'm done with this. And that's how I left it. And then all of a sudden that other shit happened. And you don't want to tell your loved ones I told you so. I just knew it was coming. I knew something not good was coming. Because there's certain people in life's life that never want to uh, redirect their life. Some people feel comfortable in the system. Because they've been right. there most of their life. Right, right. See, the thing is that forces change is, <clears throat> it's like, you ever thatch your lawn? Why do you thatch the lawn? To make it come back and grow stronger. That's what mm-hmm. that's what facing problems are. You gotta, like, fucking face the fact that you're fat and go jog, okay? You gotta, you gotta figure out, you gotta figure out why you have not been facing the fact that you're fat and you have to figure out the reason you're fat is because that you get sad or you get happy or you get mad and you decide to eat an entire tub of ice cream. 
an entire jug of peanut peanut butter. That's what I like. I used to. I I used. (laughs) So so peanut peanut butter ice cream, dude. That's my fucking. when, When 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 people talk about fat shaming and this and that, I like to go no, like like. You don't know me. You don't know me. I remember when my parents used my mom, especially when she was overweight, they would watch America's Biggest Loser. You know, that show that would like get people to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And when she was eating it, I noticed she was eating bonbons. Okay. So I was like, oh, she's a. She's she's a viewer, not a contestant. Like you well, know what she, I mean. She, like, well, she's watching it for the entertainment. You can't just no, you can't would, think that she's sitting there no, watching no, no. the Biggest Loser for educational purposes. Maybe it's a you got to think about how people she, get introduced into losing weight. First of all, I'm they need to be introduced to, to the idea. So go ahead, to, eat I'm your bonbons. Let's learn about some health. I'm trying to teach you about what I learn through people that need help. Yeah, keep like, going. Like. So my mother I'm just was trying to, I'm just trying to see, see I, had to lift her, I had to lift her off the ground when she would fall down because she didn't have enough strength to lift herself back up. And I've talked to a whole bunch of nutrition, but the thing is, right. Cause if she would have like, took it, care of herself, it would, she could have probably just got up on her own is what you're saying. It would have made it easier for me. She's never been able to get up on her own. Mm-hmm. So the thing, the thing is, is that I know she was watching America's Biggest Loser, and she was so proud of the people losing weight. Yet the whole time she watched it, <clears throat> she ate bonbons and gained fucking fifteen pounds every season. So I would sit there and I'd be like, "Hey, mom, what do you like about like like I watch like home improvement shows, and that's kind of why I try to improve my parents' house." Because I know when you have something comfortable and calm and nice neutral colors, I I never wanted my parents to go into an old folks home. Already seen that happen to my grandma. She wasn't happy with it. I want my parents to die in in their own home. Like, you know what I mean? Staying as long as they can, right? I mean, because unfortunately, your your mom lived in her house. But she, unfortunately, she died in the hospital. But like, she stayed in her house the whole time. Like, you never had to send her to a, you know, a old person's place where it's like, okay, here you go, nope. gra- here you go, grandma. I know you can't move, or mom, you can't move anymore. Here you go, bye. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll see you when I see you when I feel like it. Because that's what happens to old people. They just get thrown in these places. And people forget about them. I told her if she ever did that, I'd never visit her. Right. You don't want to go there anyway, right? No, no. The reason I told her that is because people that go there, mom, give up. 100%. They give up. You're not going to have your goddamn cats with you. You're not going to have your, (laughs) you're going to have everything. You're going to have everything that's, it's like going in an old folks prison. Like you go in there. It's like, it's the little hotel, California. You can check out, but you can never leave. You can check out, but you can never leave. And I go, hey, would you rather be around your family and your cats and just tough it out? Like, tough it out. Like, back in the good old days. And everybody's so sensitive. They're like, oh, you should take care of this and that. And I'm like, no. Fuck you. I want my parents to do as much as they can, as long as they can. And I will realize certain things like going to Costco and picking up water and, 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 and 
Pepsi, Diet Pepsi for my dad. He doesn't need to be picking up heavy shit, but I still want my dad going to Safeway, walking around or buzzing around in a little thing and getting out seeing and grabbing people, what he wants. Seeing people, Dude, being slightly social, even, get, even if he's talking to the the cashier. Why do you think cashiers even, at Safeway get paid so much? They're the face of the company, basically. I don't even care about that. I care about the fact that my dad moves, like moves. I want to see him move more than from the bedroom to the living room, watch TV, go to the kitchen, cook something, come back, sit down. I want to see him out and about. Like I used to, you, you always used to see me and my dad on the golf course. We'd always just buck for a couple hours. I would love to see your dad. He can still come to the golf course and be social. Totally, totally. But the thing is, I need to get. He was taking care of your mom, but now he's not. I I expect Don, the the Don, to be at Meadow Park every Monday. I do, I I do too, I do too. But the thing is, as much as he was taking care of him, it weighed a lot on him, and that happens to a lot of people. I just, you know, how most things happen. When people are married for 60 years, they were married for 60 years when my mother, my mother died. And the thing is, my father told my sister, I don't think I'm going to last much more. And he told her that, in my opinion, because when you lose your soulmate, like they loved each other, but they argued all the time, but they were... No, they loved- they they weren't going to get divorced. They were divorce no. never entered. No, they were in it for the long haul, you know. And the thing is, it's like, but as soon as a significant other like that, your soulmate leaves you, you feel empty, you know. So I kind of feel what my dad feels, but I'm also like, I told him, I go, I go, dude, he's got you. I, no, I told He's him. Got I go, Cindy I in Vegas. I, so you want to go I, hang out in Vegas the rest of your life, or do you want to go hang out with me in the golf course? I think your dad well, should snowbird it, dude. Like live half the year with your Cindy, half the year with you, like in the best parts. You know the weird thing. The weird thing is, I could have got selfish and said, "No, I want you here for the holidays and stuff." And I was like, "No." I was like, as a guy, I would do it. At same thing as a my best buddy. I'd be like, "Get out of town, go have a good time." That's, you know, where, that's where he's, he's at right now, right? Your dad's in Vegas right now, right? Yeah, but he's getting ready to go to Disney World with the family. And I was supposed to go on the trip, but I don't know anybody that can take care of the cats that I trust. You know, because one of... Because you don't trust me. <laughs> well, I, I never thought about asking you because you're normally busy. And I live 50 miles away. I wouldn't mind it, if, if you needed someone to tend the house, like house sit. I'd, God, Jesus. Like, I mean... Your dad has been great to me, like my whole life, you know. And uh, you know. you've been an extension of the family. You're 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 the brother I probably wish I had, rather than the one that killed his wife. Right. I, I would rather trade you. That'd be a good trade. Hey. Well, you know, I grew up. I grew up with a you know two sisters, and I never had a brother. Right. So, like when I I met you and everybody else at Pro Golf Discount, like that's where we all met, right? Uh, I was only like 16 years old. I think I was like a sophomore in high school. I knew the first time you, I knew the first time you put me in a headlock and broke my glasses. Me and you were brothers. <laughs> but that was like after a decade of knowing each other. I think or more. 
Yeah, but it was like maybe twenty years. That was only like five years ago. I think I've known you almost thirty. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, twenty-two years I've known you. Well, you started working at the shop at what eighteen, nineteen, sixteen. Oh, I was sixteen. I was the. I don't remember who the back guy, room guy. Uh, oh, I remember. Fucking the gay kid, Michael Lackey, and then who was the other? Uh, Matt Sweeney was the other. So it was Sweeney and Lackey, and they and Sweeney wanted to be a sales guy, and they made him a sales guy. Or no, he yeah. trained me to be a backroom, part room backroom guy. And then as soon as like the next summer came up, I worked full time the next summer. And uh, they're like, well, you, well, I'm like, well, fuck, guys, I got to go back to school. I got my senior year of high school to do. And Cal's like, well, that fucking sucks. And then that's when Pat, uh, the lumberjack kid, came in. Thorne. Thorne. Thorne came in. He was a stud. He was great. He's an electrician, He's an electrician now, too. He's, Is he really? He's he, he, he was a um, uh, like a tree service guy. Go, like, climb a tree and fucking... Oh. Chop it down. Get, get rid of down, get rid of an down. unwanted tree for you. Yeah, make it land a certain way. I think that's fucking Dude, he, badass. I think he, I could do that do, shit. He, I would like to do that do, just for fun. He could do that. He can do that shit so fast. Like he's just naturally good at it. He's a little guy. He's like you know. I don't know if you ever wrestled or anything, but he looked like the he looked like a wrestler. Like he has a little short, he stock, like a little he, short, stocky guy who's like. A, but he was a little monkey. He was climbing trees. He wasn't wrestling people. He was wrestling fucking trees. He looks like the type of guy that doesn't want to start a fight, but if you start one, he's going to be walking he'll away end from it. it. He'll end it. He's, he's going to walk away from it. He was this little short guy, but like, you know. He I, was a stud. He was a stud, and he never he never said anything. He was just like, uh, he's, he was quiet. He was so quiet. I was just explaining how, like, the littlest guys can surprise the shit out of you, like, just with technique and sheer willpower. Oh yeah. But like if you have Yokozuna like fall on you, even <laughs> the Undertaker will tell you that's his toughest match. I mean, you get a guy that even if he's unskilled and he's like four times your size. I don't, who, who, who you better you better have a gun. Who fell on the Undertaker? Yokozuna, dude. Oh, that big fat fuck. I hate I I really fucking hate talking about um, WWF shit, and I know you're a big fan. You've been a big fan since you were a kid. Why do you Why do you hate it? I just don't. I don't like it because it's it's um, fanboyish, and I it's it's I don't like that part of. I think it's. I think what the entertainment value I get out of it is the shit talking, you know. But like, at some point, you just like okay, this is like uh, a soap opera for for eleven teen year olds, you know. And it's like okay. You know what I like about WWE? Not only Brock Lesnar, but way back, if you regenerate it back in the day when they brought Ken Shamrock in. A true, a true fighter, a true legend. And he was the guy that beat Hoist Gracie. That, you know, that's why Ken Shamrock's a badass, right? Because like Hoist Gracie, the first three, Ken Shamrock Um, says, fuck you. I rem- but the thing is, is that it's not the, w- the WWE. Can I slow you? To- can I pump the brakes real quick? Can I pump the brakes real quick? You're acting like they bring in a real fighter into boxing or something like that. They're bringing it into the WWF. It's faked, scripted, 
hey, there's physical as fuck. I know. And it looks and, fun. And I, and it I, looks I, fun. I know. I know. I know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm on your side. Can I explain my point? Yes. Okay. With that said, the thing is, it the WWE or the WWF, whatever, it, you know, it was the WF before the WE, because it is entertainment. But the nice thing is we have a lot of these people, these athletes that we still like, but they could not compete like they did back in the day in the UFC. But like you said, the shit talking, the entertainment, the the uh, the drama, yeah, starting people pissed. I mean, it's it's fun to watch if you get into it for a little bit because, I mean, that's it's the thing gr- I love it's about a some great of those- way for like you know, retired MMA guys to make some money for real. Talk about talk about MMA guys. How about MMA girls? How about Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey. Ronda, yeah. Ronda Rousey. You know, one of the things that got her wanting to learn how to fight was that she liked Rowdy Rowdy Piper as a kid. Yeah, she's Rowdy and, and, Ronda and she, Rousey. And when she went into the WWE, she she wore his jacket. She called the family to see if it and they're like, "We'll send you his jacket." They I mean, that's that's the nice thing about WWE. We all know it's fake. But the thing is, you still see so much athleticism you know it's scripted but it's a hell of a fucking story it's better than watching something on the hallmark channel once in a while it's better than watching the view i would like to see somebody get an elbow right in the fucking head just ah, like yeah that customer fucking give me shit at work today i, I wish i could have done that but i can't but i, I like to see ronda rousey do it <laughs> i just like the attitude behind it like i mean i i actually hated rick flair as a kid but like honestly as i grow <laughs> as i grow older it become iconic he's iconic and just he's like kenny powers you know who kenny powers is oh yeah he's like kenny powers of wrestling and or or i'm sorry maybe kent you know Kenny Powers is emulating Ric Flair. It's funny, they even had Will Ferrell kind of do a Ric Flair thing in that Eastbound and Down uh, series. You remember it's that? Just, it's just amazing how that fake sport has influenced, influenced everything around it. Right. Because that fake sport knew it was fake. You got didn't Will, Will, it was, didn't, 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 didn't say it wasn't fake. But made it so entertaining that you're like, I gotta, I gotta, I, I, I gotta tune in next week. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got Will, F- Will uh, Ferrell, you know, who's arguably one of the, uh, the bigger comedic actors, at least of my yeah. generation. Like him or not, I know some people that fucking hate that guy. I don't, I'm not a big fan, but I'm not a. He's I don't, better, he's I don't better dislike than Seth him. Rogan. He's better than Seth Rogen. Yeah, he's better than Seth Rogen. I don't know. Like, fucking all that. Some of that comedy, like, it was comedy for the time. But anyway, like, but to have, like, a Will Ferrell, like, basically emulate Rick Rick Flair, who's who's influencing who here? So you look at these fucking big heads in the 80s, and honestly, wrestling was a big deal. Donald Trump was all up in that shit. Like, he, like he was the Don King of the WWF. Am I Am I wrong? Donald Trump did a good thing because he was just a business guy. And then 
he got to be friends with um, the owner of Vince. Of, uh, of Vince McMahon. And Vince goes, hey, why don't you come out there and just beat my ass one of these days? Just clothesline me. And he goes, yeah, if you want me to do that, you know. And the thing with Donald Trump, even though he did a little fake acting, that guy has never been a pussy in his life. Uh, you don't know that, but... Yeah, I, I I would never call the more uh, settlements he didn't he didn't after he, after, he, after his yeah after his, the life he's lived into today like I mean back then I might have I mean like what you want pussy but like the life that Donald Trump has lived since then I mean Jesus Christ like I mean and the, pre- and the presidency the he day. went through like that guy's the strongest mentally. Or, or the most narcissistic guy. I don't know which one to say, but I think that he's got a good heart, so he can't be narcissism. There was a lot of rappers back in the day before Donald Trump even ran for president that basically said, even Obama said, the American dream is living like Donald Trump. Right. I think there's... there's Jay-Z a, made a song that referenced Donald Trump. There's a song a every year since rap was invented. Since rap was invented every year, or like, I mean, let's say since Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is rap, right? So let's say since 1992, there has been a one rap song from somebody that references Donald Trump every year. I saw this uh, clip of it. I couldn't believe it. Like, there is a literally a somebody, a black rapper, using Donald Trump as a lyric, and it's usually in reference to being rich as fuck, right? Living the American dream, exactly what you're talking about. Pursuit of happiness, you know. I wish I could riff like Uncle Ted, but I just can't. I'm getting you know there. I'm think, getting getting you know there, Uncle think, Ted. Think about this. Think about this. Everybody had four years of it. We either were going to get Hillary or Donald. We got Donald. We got the Don. The Don fought. Everybody on Capitol Hill because nobody wanted to help him out. He still got a lot of shit done. President Biden has to go back to the remaining Mexico border. That's a that's a policy enacted under Trump because he can't do anything else about the border. He he he's having a fucking meltdown with fucking Russia and China's just running all over him. And he's he's after the gas prices rose so high, he's so excited, and and the media was trying to help him that that the gas prices dropped two cents in a month when it rose like two dollars. And his thing is, I wish the uh, I wish the news outlets would back me up a little bit more. Yeah, back you up. What the fuck you've done? What the fuck have you done? Nothing. Nothing. Let's get Trump back the fuck in there because you have no idea what's going on. Kamala Harris is hiding like she can't. I mean, dude, everybody on her staff's quitting left and right. As far as I, I, I hear, it sounds like she's the biggest bully and she has no idea what she's really supposed to do. If President Biden has a heart attack and she gets in power, goodbye. I mean, we might she's as well. She's not a strong backup. No, 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 no. And, and, but you, the thing and is- you know what? And I, I, Ice, Ice T or Ice Cube or one of those rappers will tell you straight up that she is the worst DA in California history for black people. 
I think it's Ice Cube. Remember, he's got. Remember, Ice Cube has the black or the uh, the the contract for Black America, and he's trying to. And Trump was actually talking to him while he was in office about it. And remember uh, when? Remember when she was in college and she was smoking pot on the radio station? And she's like, they're like, who'd you listen to? And he, she was like, oh, you know, Snoop Dogg and uh, ooh, ooh, Tupac. Everybody was. No, no, but when she was in college. Those guys didn't come out till two years after she got out of college. How the fuck was she listening to him when she was getting stoned? I mean, is she like I don't know. Clairvoyant? She can read the future. I don't know. She's what a fucking sixty years old. I mean, you know, hold her to the feet to the fire. Just say like in, around my college days, I smoked pot and listened to Tupac and Snoop. Like she was. Lying. Oh, you, that, that wasn't when you were in college. No, she, she was totally lying. It's called your. That's like that's it's like not lying. It's just, you're you're not <laughs> recollecting a time, and she probably did smoke Danny. pot. I, I everybody Danny. listened to Tupac and Snoop Dogg. No, that's like you saying, "Hey, Danny, when you start smoking pot?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, when I was 30." And you're like, "Who did you listen to when you were smoking pot?" And I'm like, "Billy Eilish." Or some stupid shit that hasn't even been no, invented. No, you're talking about like, a t- two-year difference. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal because the music wasn't even invented and the artist wasn't even invented. Slow down. Slow down. You're getting angry for no reason. I'm making a point. I'll make a point with you. What year did Doggy Style come out? You tell me when Snoop Dogg came came about. What year? I thought it was was 92, 94. You're right. But, like, what? that's a two-year difference, 92 or 94. Which one is it? Am I going to hold your feet to the fire know. over well, two years? You're holding her feet over recollection, and she's I'm 20 years she older than you. She graduated in 89, and she heard it while she was smoking pot in Listen, 89. she's still a bitch. No one likes her. She's Kaloma lying. sucks. She's she lying. is a liar, period, but that's a shitty... Listen, let's not let's not, you know, get bent out of shape over that type I'm of I'm not getting tit. bent that's out a, of shape that's that a, she's a liar. No, what I'm saying that's a tit for tat lie. So let's let's find let's find a bigger whale of a lie because there's plenty of them out there. Okay. Like, then we're gonna talk about Jesse Smollett. We're gonna talk about the crime hoax of the All right. Tell me. If you really wanna get into this, and I know you haven't been following it, I so haven't. I'll go from the beginning. Yes. Re- re-educate us juicy smollett as uh um dave Chappelle likes to uh refer him to juicy. and he goes he goes and he and he said that during a comedy show and everybody in the audience starts laughing and he goes you know why you're laughing it's because one of us black folk heard about juicy smollett's like claim they're like okay so let me get this straight like uh two white guys attach you in Chicago that's like 80% Democratic at 2 a.m. because you had to go get a tuna fish sandwich from Subway because it's so delicious. And then they beat your ass. They told you it was mega country. And uh, they didn't crush your sandwich and you were able to go back home. I mean, he sat there and he goes, Dave Chappelle in a roundabout way said, you know what? A lot of people jumped on and said, yeah, but he goes, most black people said, ah, this sounds like bullshit. Like most black people were like, this is bullshit. Like he didn't get it. What? Are you kidding me? And then it comes out that like, oh, there's a hundred dollars given here. There's a $3,500 personal check that Juicy Smollett wrote to these guys. They had a dry run 
like 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 because he's they an actor. So they had a they had a dry run that was recorded on the video camera. Oh my god! And and then they did the run. And the thing is, the guys didn't even put the noose around his neck. They left it there so he could put it around his own neck. And then he goes home with his non-crushed Subway sandwich tuna fish that they didn't steal. They didn't steal any money from him. And after the cops got there, he still had the noose around his neck. And the cops are like, so you were terrorized. People beat you. And why do you got the noose around your neck still? And he goes, well, I just wanted you to see it. And he goes, well, you can take it off now. So he took it off. And then an hour after the cops left, he called the brothers and he goes, no, he texted them, called them or text them. And he goes, no, don't worry. I'm not pressing. I'm not getting the police involved. This was just to get the media involved to where I have some media interests, some media clout, some media type of uh, um, political value type of thing. That's a dirty plan. No, and now the thing is, since the uh, Nigerian brothers <laughs> that he paid to do this, he's like, no, they really assaulted me. This is not a hoax. They assaulted me. I thought it was two white guys, but obviously it's these two Nigerians that were mega had uh, so, so, so paid, really, guys, these guys really beat, he paid them for real, to, and they really beat his ass. And it was supposed mm-hmm. to be fake. That's what he's saying. It sounds like the biggest case of uh, black gay privilege I've ever heard in my life. It's just lunacy. That's what it all well, is. No, think, about, think about that. If you look at any part of life, there's some people that are trying to get away with privilege. He's trying to get away with the fact that he's Listen, gay. You ever, you ever watch um, The Wild Whites of West Virginia? I mean, no. oh my God, it's it's hosted by Johnny Knoxville. It's fucking awesome, but it's like, it's just about people that just, you know, they choose not to give a fuck and, you know, not take any responsibility and just do drugs and whatever. You know, like, I, there's stupid people on both sides. I'm telling you, I'm not saying Juicy Small A is doing fucking methamphetamines, but I'm just saying, this sounds like some shit I would see on the wild whites of West Virginia. This seems like an argument I've seen on the uh, uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's fucking just stupid shit. No, it's just people that are already well off. He's well off. And he wanted more media attention because, in my opinion, I don't think he thought he was getting paid enough to be an actor when he was making 110 grand per episode on Empire. 110 grand. Listen. I, I don't give a fuck who you are as an actor. Like, I used to live in L.A., and people would walk around with the biggest hot shit attitude, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't even know who you are. You're not even that attractive. Like, why are you walking around like you're the hottest shit in this room? And people would do that all the time. Well, I'm so-and-so. I'm on Empire. Well, I don't watch that show. Like, I don't watch CNN. You know what's amazing? Me and you are the same. But you know what's amazing is when somebody else has to tell us because we don't know. We're like, who the fuck is that? And they're like, 
oh, that's so-and-so, and you're like, so? Yeah, I don't. I mean, literally, we don't give a shit. I don't care. All I care is, like, are you a good person or are you a piece of shit? Let me ask you this. Who who, who would you say would starstruck you? Like, you'd be like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe it. Like, Tiger Woods would starstruck the fuck out of me because I played golf all my life. He's the reason, honestly, why I got I got a job at Pro Golf. Discount at 16, started playing I, golf at 16. You got to remember I was working the Open, and I already saw Tiger Woods. I met his caddy at a bar, and we talked about his round and stuff. I met, um, I met him in 99 at Sahali. You know the one person that would probably start? I think I would say two. I wish I could say one, but he passed away. Um, what's his name? Just Payne, passed away. Payne, from, uh, are you talking about Payne Stewart? Because I met him too at some. No, not not Payne Stewart. I'm talking about a comedian. Um, best comedian ever. Uh, George Carlin. This, no, just passed away. He just passed away of cancer. Norm Macdonald. He would, the thing is, I don't look, there's not anybody that I would see and I'd be like, oh, I need an autograph or I really want, I'm talking about people that I nonchalantly meet that are famous, that are sitting next to me at a bar and we're drinking a beer. Who would I want to be next to and have a conversation with? Like, he's just trying to get a beer and he don't care who the fuck I am. And I see him and I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's like the one person I would love to have a beer with. I think uh, Norm MacDonald would have been the first because I would have loved to diss him. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. Out, of, out of anybody, even over Donald Trump? Uh, Donald Trump doesn't drink. I'm talking at the bar. Okay, I got you. Um, and in my perspective, it's more comedians. It would be Joe Rogan. And it would be Dave Chappelle. Joe doesn't drink very much. He takes a shot. No, he but both of those and, and Dave don't drink that much either. No, so, but like, both of those guys. Both are you talking about people to get like fucked up with, or, you ha- the, or have just a beer and have a, a, a civil both, conversation? Both of those guys. Both of those guys, when they do comedy shows and stuff, and they get done, they like to sneak into certain places that would be considered speakeasies. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And they just jump in there because they're they're kind of decompressing. They're getting done with the show. They just want to decompress. And and that's the thing, like, with me, when I've caddied and when I've worked for Fox and all this stuff, celebrities don't impress me. I know they're important. I, I want to do my job to make sure that, you know, nobody does anything stupid. But... I, they don't impress me. They're just, I mean, it's just some other guy's kid and, you know, you know, right. but the thing, but the thing is like tiger, I don't look at him like a God. I look at him as like a competitive athlete. That's done more than anybody else. It's amazing. I don't want his autograph. You know why I don't want his autograph? Cause I don't, For me, an autograph is just <laughs> a monetary thing, <laughs> and I don't even need a picture with the guy. Right. 
the guys I want pitchers with are people that I uh, build bonds with. I build. Sure. I don't need to. I don't need to hang out with you and be like, hey. Did you see my picture of Tiger Woods and my picture of Payne Stewart? Diggs, Diggs, can, you, met, can you autograph my Diggs. MAGA hat? No, I mean, <laughs> can you take it? Anyway, I mean, I know what you mean, but I've had some, I've had those starstruck moments where it's like, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to pull out a picture right now? You're like, no, you're just going to absorb the moment and take this shit in. Like, <laughs> you I'm, know what? Like, I can think of two in my head that, like, I was like, "There's, I can't stop." Actually, three in my head where I just, I can't stop just and pick up my phone and put put it up in front of me like this. Number one was um, I got a chance to play guitar with Don McLean. You know, bye bye, Miss American Pie. I was just learning like twelve bar blues shit like from my friend and he just walked in the green room and said, What are you guys doing? And grabs the literally rips the guitar out of my friend Toby's hands and by the way, we need to have Toby on the show before we wrap up a hundred, but um No but Don McLean wanted to hang out with you. If you busted out your phone and be like, Hey, do you mind if I like record this real quick? I guarantee you he wouldn't have spent as much time with you. Oh no, he, he basically he basically you. gave us a little personal one on one music lesson. It was great. I was oh, absorbing dude. every second of it. You were telling me he was teaching you about six string or something. Twelve bar blues, yeah. It's and yeah. and Toby was trying to tell me what it was, and then Don walks in. He goes, "What are you? What are you doing?" He goes, "I'm just teaching him the old twelve bar blues." And Don, you know, he's like, huh, "Yuckety yuck!" And then Don's like, "Really? Let me grab." He grabs Toby's guitar, his personal guitar, out of his hand. And starts, yeah. let me show you a little couple things. He goes, you ever play this like this or you ever do this like that? And I'm like, a lot of this shit's over my head because I'm just a beginner. But like, fucking this guy's like telling me like the secrets of, you know, musical life the, here. The amazing thing, though, Toby, in his own right, is an amazing artist. Yeah, he's my rock coach. He's, he's an amazing artist. And he even looked at Don McLean and he was like, here. Oh, that's a different way of looking at it. And like, he's like, he was like, he was more like, here, take it, take it, take my guitar, go ahead, whatever you want. And we were just enjoying the moment. And I could have put out my phone and recorded that and proved to the whole world that that happened. But you just got to live through my story because it really did happen in the green room at the Skagit Valley Casino. <laughs> I mean, that's it's, the thing. That's the thing that needs to become more prevalent is that people like to record everything. Right. The thing is, there are certain times where if you do not record, you leave your phone in your pocket and you just listen, you're going to get so much more from a person that you admire than you would if you were trying to be like, because that's, in my opinion, that's like trying to get an autograph. That's trying to, oh, look at me, I'm hanging out with this person. Well, this person doesn't even know who the fuck you are, but I'm, he sees an interest. He sees an interest, and you're like, oh, you're trying to do this? I'd much, well, I much, I much rather have a genuine connection with someone and then, like, hey, if I want to, like, prove the fact, like, hey, guess what? Uh, me and my friend Diggs, we got a podcast. I'd, I'd love you to be a guest and just, you know, talk about what you know and let us just shoot the shit about what what we're about, you know? It's hard, though, because, you know, a lot of these people, like Don McLean, I guarantee he's... Guarantee he's a liberal. <laughs> Guarantee he's a liberal. There was a point. There was a point where somebody put me on the spot and like was asking about people I know, and I go, I know somebody on the tour, and you know, da 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 da. And I had his number in my phone, and he's like, "Well, call him up right now." You know, if you know him, call him up right now. And I go, "Dude, we're talking as idiots that are drinking." 
You're asking me who I know. I told you. Well, this sounds you like know, a, this sounds like I, an ego yeah. tit for tat thing. Who do you know? Well, oh, really? I don't believe you. Pull out your phone. Well, you got well, a picture. Call him right now, <laughs> asshole. You know, you know what I told him. I go, he's my friend, and he's going to be my friend tomorrow, and I'm not going to put my friend on the spot. I don't know if he's having dinner with his wife or whatever. We're having a stupid conversation, and it makes no sense for me to inconvenience him. Right. I'm sorry if I'm not going to prove it to you right now, but it's really not that important to impress you. You know what? I'll tell you the coolest stories. Like I got more stories than the Bible, but like I, I'll tell them to you if you're willing to listen to them. I'm not just going to tell them to you just because you want to hear them or i, I gotta prove a point here but like we got some time yeah why not like i mean like the other story too is like ronda rousey i got to train one-on-one with her like not directly one-on-one like no one else was in the room but like she taught me and a bunch of my friends in california when i was training jiu-jitsu like her arm bar and it was like there's a specific actually two specific techniques that she does that i was not trained and I asked her why, and she goes, just don't even question it. Basically, fuck you. I'm an Olympic athlete. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to say no to Ronda Rousey, because she is. She's a bronze medal Olympic judo player and fucking the real face of women's MMA, like, you know, in the beginning. And when she got her, I had another cool opportunity with her, too. Like, I was training with her before she got in the UFC. Like, she was the Force champion. And I, I, I even got front row like cage side because whatever hookups i had at the time it's mma is like golf you know what i'm saying like hey do you want to go to the u.s open yeah fucking dude here's some free tickets you know like it's a hook homie hookup type of fucking thing it's a it's a community where like hey if you want to go train with the best person out there you totally can and golf's kind of like that too you know i mean think of like the best golfer you know like you could probably just call him up and say hey do you want to play around like just because you're in the game, like, like pro golf, think of pro golf discount like an MMA outlet, like where they sold fucking tap out T-shirts and fucking heavy bags and wrestling mats and like it was an MMA store, like like a big five, but just that. That's basically what, what you got, you know. If yeah. if you were in a shop like that, they used to call them tap out short stores in L.A. and um, you know, those guys, remember those fucking weirdos that would paint their fucking face and they were like at every UFC event, the tap out crew. Like those guys were famous. They were like the Randy Silvers in the golf industry. Rand- Randy Silver does all of the pro golf commercials. He's the owner of the company. Do you think he knows a couple professionals? Do you think he gets his employees hookups? Like Uncle Dana, Dana White is like, he likes to hook up anybody. He'll spend time with people. I've got some of the coolest fucking stories from martial arts, and it's it's very similar to golf. It's almost the same vibe. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Dana White is as pure as the raindrops. Like he gives everybody opportunities equally. He's not gonna he's not gonna back down on certain things. He's not gonna he's he's just like I'm here to provide a good service and and be there for my fighters he's basically if you're good to me i'll be good to you you know i mean it's it's obvious he there's favoritism in the ufc that some people (laughs) have longevity over others you know 
yeah, there's guys that he has feuds with, and he's pretty honest and open. Oh, dude, like, oh, dude. This guy those has feuds. a heart. This those guy has feuds. a heart, even if he's mad those at people. Feuds. Those feuds are why I totally respect Dana. Dana's like, no, you fucking, you're done. You're not ever going to fight in this. And, you know, like when he kicks those refs out, refs were not calling fights, you know, when somebody's obviously being pummeled. And he's like, you didn't call that fight. You're fucking the fuck out of here. Get the, you know, and I don't think it's more about the fighters. For him, he's like, he doesn't want his fighters to get over necessarily injured. Like you're there to perform. And if there's no way for you to win, you know, that's the ref's job. And if the ref just lets you get pummeled, you know, well, you yeah. remember, you remember when he kicked a couple of uh, sure. refs off his staff? Well, you got to understand how the referees work in MMA because it's not the UFC that's providing the, the refs. You realize that, right? What's that? I don't think you understand how the referee system works. Each state has their own referees. Each state has an athletic commission, and uh, they have to appoint referees. So, like in Washington, you wouldn't get Herb Dean as a ref in Washington unless he had a license here. Herb Dean lives in California, uh, has a license in California, and uh, next door is Nevada, and they, they're okay with out-of-state people having licenses, so he has a license there too. In Washington... I don't know how it works exactly. I think it'd be cool as fuck to be a... Uh, I know a, a MMA coach in Linwood here right next to me that uh, seems Eric Wiseman, who's like the commissioner of this shit in Washington. And uh, he was um, a judge, which I thought was cool as fuck. I mean, I'd love to be a judge. How fucking sweet would that be? Sit back, watch a fight, and judge it? I'll turn in a scorecard. Probably a pretty accurate one, too. Versus some of the shit that no, I've no. seen. No, but the thing is, I'm not talking about being a judge. I'm talking about being a referee. And I thought, uh, I, I thought sure. the referee Re- was referees have to re- re- referees have to be um, have to have a state license. So Herb Dean, but, Herb but Dean, it's still, it's still controlled by Dana, right? No, it's controlled by the state athletic commission. So the Nevada State Athletic Commission. You ever heard of that? Like they they, they commission yeah, 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 every yeah, boxing. Yeah. Com- Every boxing, every UFC, every combat sport, uh, even like um, like when the so Ra- Ra- like when the Raiders came over to Nevada, they were the Nevada State Athletic Commission is part of that, right? So like they commission all sports. So like you have to, it, some states, wrestling and boxing specifically, you have to have a license to even open a gym, let alone uh, be a referee or a, a judge in like. All three of those people, a, a gym owner, a referee, and a judge, they have to have a license for those specific things because it's okay. It's, some, it's liability. People get hurt, fucked up. Okay, I understand that. Let me get back to what my question so was. Sidetracked yes. big time, but I just wanted to explain that to you. Is that Dana White, when he tells a referee, like he negligently didn't stop a fight when the fighter was done fighting and he was getting pummeled and he said he'll never work for me again does he have the right to do that well here's here's the thing like dana can contract any 
referee he wants. So everybody in the UFC, every fighter, even Michael Buffer, everybody is an 1099 independent contractor. No one really works for the UFC except for the marketing department and payroll department in Dayton. So they're caddies. They're caddies. They're independent. Yes. And the okay. U- the UFC is Chambers Bay and everybody else is caddies. You got it. That's a hundred. That's a great way of looking at it. That's a great way of looking at it. <laughs> so it's his right to say, you can offer me this guy again, but I can tell him to fuck off. They don't have to put Danny Diggler on the bag again. They could t- totally tell you you're not allowed to ever uh, professionally caddy here at Chambers Bay ever again. Sorry, Danny. Bye. It's our business. Get the fuck out of here. Whoa. Hey, what did I do? Hey, you know what? You didn't win your fight by knockout, so you're out of here. Well... At least you thought I had a chance of knocking somebody out. Actually, actually, you've been knocked out three times, and if you lose your one more fight, you're you're out of Chambers Bay forever. So if you don't, you know your last, it'd be like your last three um, rat loops. You know what? Your last three I, loops didn't pay you. If you don't get paid on this fourth loop, you're probably not welcome back. So you're. I I <laughs> dropped I I dropped weight classes though. I I used to be at one fifty six. I used to be a double bagger. Now I'm a single bagger. No. No, I used to be 156, and I was like, okay, I've been drinking a lot of White Claws, and I was like, hey, have you eaten lunch or dinner lately? And I'm like, ah, that's an inconvenience. So I've just been drinking a lot, and I've dropped down to 145. I think it's a natural weight for you, really. I mean, you're, just, you're kind of a skinny bastard anyway. It could be your Czechoslovakian genetics is, I know, are there any I giants from Czechoslovakia? Do you guys got any Yao Mings over there? Well, not from my grandpa. Grandpa Pete. He guys, was short. You guys are all fucking little short guys. <laughs> Thanks for pointing out I'm white. That's racist. Are Czechoslovakians white? Are they all white? Have you ever seen a Nigerian come through Czechoslovakia? I don't know. Well, good thing we didn't hit Jesse so small that Jesus Christ. See the people in Getting Nigeria back. think everybody in the United States is white. <laughs> or it's like saying everybody in London is white. You know what's really fucking weird is to see like a dude straight like is a dot Indian come at you with a fucking Scottish accent. That's the weirdest shit ever. That happened to me in my earlier days and it just threw me way off. I'm like You know what I think the word does not shit is. compute. You know what I think the weirdest shit is? Me and you, we've been friends for how many years? A ton. Over, we've been two, in a over couple, two decades, since I was 16 years old. We've been in a couple of tussles, uh, bloody nose here and there, and broken glasses over there, and everything's been fine. We've still been friends. And uh, I, I would just like to point out that like a lot of these people that are coming over and like staying here and like stuff. It's like, uh, you can have a problem or an argument with somebody, but it doesn't mean you need to beat the shit out of them. Like I've known you a long time. You've never beat the shit out of me. I've never, you know, uh, I couldn't beat the shit out of you. But the thing is, it's like, we have arguments once in a while and you're like, punch me, punch me. Or I'm like, you know, or whatever. It's a little too, that's like, alcohol and fueled, which I don't, I don't like getting to that level because that's like reckless behavior. When you start doing pull-ups off the side of jazz bones on your birthday, and then you're asking your 
buddy to fucking punch you in an Uber. <laughs> I don't believe that, I don't believe that you said that at all. But like, could be could could be bullshit, but could be true. But the th- but the thing too is that like. We did get kicked out of the Uber, and the cops told us to go on cops our merry did, way. Well, cops did show up, and I was definitely. They said, "What are you doing?" Nose. They said, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know." He told me to punch him, so I punched him. And he goes, "What are you doing?" And I go, "I'm celebrating his birthday." <laughs> and he goes, "Will you guys? Will you guys get out of here? You guys are embarrassing. Like move." And I was like, "Cause he knew we were gonna cause problems." And I just wore that new nice white jacket uh, and that nice white jacket. But anyway, the thing is, it's like everybody is so used to getting like worked up about shit. And it's like, like, but all these like immigrants coming in, they don't like, like me and you, we've been friends forever. We have scuffles here and there, but we, you know, but like when I saw this, uh, in New York on uh, YouTube, I'm not gonna mention uh, ethnicity nor race. I'm just gonna say the uh, act. Uh, teenagers went to a hotel room of immigrants. Uh, a mother and a daughter. That's all you need to know. And uh, for some reason, the doors open and they came in and as they came in, they proceeded to beat the mother and daughter for like uh, 45 seconds. And somebody walked in and walked out of the other room and said, Oh, you guys got to stop it. There's a baby sleeping in there. And then they walked out. They just went in there and beat a mother and daughter. 45 seconds and walked out. I will tell you as an immigrant, but I won't tell you what nationality. Well, but, uh, your grandparent, it, your ba- grandparents came from another country straight to America, correct? Yeah, and they worked hard. They kept their nose clean and saved money and passed it to their next generation. I mean, that's what family's for. It's like. And it's amazing. It's amazing the way that people live nowadays compared to, uh, let's say, 100 years ago. Let's say you were born 100 years ago. Oh, my God. You would have a lot more struggles. Right now, you're just like, I really don't want a job because I'd rather smoke pot. It's like, hey, here's a thing. How about you learn how to smoke pot and have a job? Because you can pay for your pot. I've been doing that for years. And Not a big thing. I know, but we, we, we got lucky in like, but you're right. You know, like just, you can find opportunities that will bend to your lifestyle. If you just fucking open your eyes and your ears just a little bit. Right. I mean, we got really lucky in Washington. The fact that pot became legal. You and I have both worked in the legal pot industry. Which, by the way, no, is not the greatest fucking industry we, to work in. We would we would have still been smoking pot though. Yeah, right. because, not, because nearly was, mu- not nearly as we, much. We, but, I wouldn't be doing dabs, and I wouldn't have found out about hash. Now I found out about both of them. I'm like, so now he, now he's uh, an alcoholic and a drug addict. No, it's no it gets me to go to sleep and I relax and I don't you ever try problems. working out. It wears me out. Exactly. Go to sleep. 
Isn't that, the, isn't that hey, the objective? I'm, I'm already down at 145. What else do you want me to do? Like 10 yeah. setups? I'll do like 10 setups. You need to fucking stop drinking your calories. That's why you're down to 145 pounds. You can put fucking real food in yourself. Do you eat breakfast every morning? Do you eat a lunch every day? Do you eat a I'm solid looking dinner? At, I, I'm looking at a box of Lucky Charms right now. Oh, and, sugar, uh, sugar and fucking milk that you're probably going to put in it. You're going to put water no, in it? You're going to put no. water in it? No, that's for my diabetic dad. I don't eat cereal. I normally skip. I normally skip breakfast. Uh huh. I grab. I grab a couple of white claws. Go to uh, work. Have a cigarette, and then uh, I have a decent lunch. Mm -hmm. It's normally like a quarter pounder with uh, bacon and cheese. Okay. And uh, and then I come home. I feed the cats, and then. Uh, I look in the fridge, and if I don't, I, actually, last night I went healthy. I I got chicken pho medium with a side of pot stickers. Goza, goza. Okay, can I tell you what you just told me in in like a little bit more like health terms? You drink. Oh, everything I told you was horrible. Your cat, your calories in the morning are through. The white claws. So let's say, Whoa, what are they? Hundred calories a piece. So you get two hundred calories in the morning of carbs. Then you have a quarter pounder, which is about twelve hundred pound, twelve hundred calories or more. Before we before we ruin our friendship, I'm just I'm just walking you through what you told me. I know you're my little brother. You're my little brother. Walking you through exactly what you told me. You don't want to hear the truth. Is the problem? What's going on? You don't want to hear the truth right now. It's on audio. I'm going to listen to it later. Right. So 1,200 calories for your bag lunch from Burger King. And then uh, you have dinner, which is pho, which is light. You know, we're talking, you know, well, you large pho that. with chicken. Large pho with chicken. Is that what you get? Chicken pho or do you get the beef? Regular. Well, I, no, I got the chicken. Okay. So that's, and then that's, I get, that's lighter. I get the shit of you don't soy need sauce. Them. I use a lot of soy sauce. Yeah. I'm a salt guy. That's what I'm saying. And then you get gyoza mm. and salt. So deep fried and then fucking shit loads of that soy sauce, dude. So you're telling me you're going to, you got sodium, not a lot of calories, no water I've heard of. Do you drink a lot of water or not? Only when I'm dehydrated and I shit myself. O only when it's in white claw. I mean, well, it is a seltzer water. No, I actually go to bed. I have a couple of waters. I I, dr I bring a water to work every day, and I have a coffee. I have a I have a uh, mocha latte. But sugar. But let me get back. Sugar. Let, let, let me get milk. back to the main point. Let me get back to the main point. You're looking at my dietary uh, actions, and you're saying, like, oh. "Don't be surprised if you're in the hospital at 50 with some fucking." I understand know. that. I understand that. I understand that. Can. And, but the thing is, I'm enjoying myself as I would want you or all of my friends to enjoy themselves. And I'm trying not to feel guilty on life. I'm going to tell you, you're not going to be enjoying yourself no, like, but the in thing 10 is, years. The thing is, it's going to be the I worst time of your that. life. You, you should have had 30 more to go. Well, let me finish. The thing is, is I've already thought about the fact that there's going to become a day where I needed to stop drinking, okay. smoking, everything. How about this? Can you just put in your will right now? Like, if you're fucking died, just give me your house, and I'll I'll make sure it makes good use. <laughs> because I mean, fuck, like, I'll be like, I'm gonna outlive you. I don't think so. 
No, I think you're going to have a heart attack when you run in a marathon when you're 56 years old, and I'm going to be a 98-year-old guy that's smoking a cigarette going, Jesus Christ, how long does this trip last? <laughs> As I do my last step. It's like, can I get off the train anytime soon? God, I've been on this thing for so long. My back hurts. Let me off Dude, this train. My grandfather, think about this. My grandfather was a conductor on a train, and I have his outfit. His pressed outfit is brand new. He hasn't, it's been in the same suit, uh, the plastic thing, for like 60 some years. And uh, I think I might be on the last train. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I surprise everybody where all of a sudden I'm the guy that's like some Asian guy overseas that smokes cigarettes ever since he was eight and just eats rice and chicken and uh, lives to 118. Yeah, he could be. I don't know. Like, listen, everybody's, everybody's, everybody's biology is different. You know what I'm saying? So there's not like one set diagnosis for everybody's like, like, Hey, like the prescription to get cured of this, you know, like a vaccine or like, I mean, honestly, you and I have not had the vaccine. So clearly our natural immunity works pretty goddamn good because we should have it. And um, I didn't get the vaccine, you, you, but I got you, knickers you, and I got Kit Kat. You fucking litter yourself and like still somehow are doing better than most of your peers. I don't know how that's possible, but it is. So I'm not going to challenge you, but if you die... Early, at least I know you went out and, you know, it's like, what's his name? Neil Young goes, it's better to burn out than fade away. Yeah. I think that's what all we... the good ones go. All the good ones go early, but I'm going on 45, so I'm not early anymore. Now I'm just, I'm go, I'm getting ready to go through my midlife crisis. Like, we're getting ready to turn off this show because I think it's getting yep. late. It it's is. like 108. Yep, it's, it's time to... Just ended, I think, right there. But, like, you know, think about that. Uh, you know, burn out. What? Better burn out than fade away. Why you? If you're going to burn out, what car are you going to fill out on before you go? I, I, take, I take a long time to burn out. Anyway, that's all we got for you. Uh, listen to us on Spotify. SoundCloud is important, too. So, like, it's there. Instagram before we get canceled again. We're on Getter. Get everyone Trump train ready. Uh, just look up Totally Corrupt on Google. Fuck. Like, let's make it easy for you. Just say Siri, Totally Corrupt Podcast, and see what the fuck comes up. We got a bunch of shit. But we love you. Bye bye. Hey.